Nash. Nash. Okay. Do you do you like or do you love the new Kanye West T-shirt? Go ahead. Nash. African beep. Oh, uh, huh. <laughs> Do you do you really like it or do you absolutely love it? Which one? I, I think I need a third and a fourth option there. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Kanye West like this, African Beep? I don't know. Why does he make it hard for us to love him? Like I don't like what what is this? Is this only child child syndrome? Is that is that the problem? He was the I only really child, so he he, I don't know. he gets my, he, my thoughts and prayers always go in his direction, definitely. <laughs> I'm not playing gotcha journalism, all right? All right. <laughs> this is not gotcha journalism. Uh this is just a silly, silly question. But but I mean, when you look at this, what what comes to mind, what feelings come to mind when you see that this is what Kanye's doing again and I don't know. What how do you feel about this? Um, for real, I don't, I'm not really surprised. Yeah, me like, neither. This is many, you know, many years of not being able to explain his actions so, or understand his actions. So I don't know. None of it really surprises me anymore. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. No, uh, it doesn't me either. And, and uh, I, I don't know. Do you, do you think he means ill will with this? Do you think that there's some sort of, uh, you know, some kind of malice behind this shirt? Hmm. I really don't know. Yeah, it's hard I don't to tell. Know. Huh? I, yeah, I feel like he's really one where you've got to know what's going on in his head. Mm. You know, yeah. And it may be like a "Yep, exactly what you see is what you get," and it, but it also might be "Nope, I actually mean something else," and I don't have to explain it to anybody. Are Are you a fan of Kanye West? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any no. time in your life where you were like, "Oh, I like this song. It's not bad." Oh yeah, yeah. They're definitely. He definitely has hits. I think yeah. if there's anything uh, I feel like a lot of people agree on with him is that he is talented. Like, mm. <laughs> like yeah. no matter what, he is yeah. he is talented, no matter what else is going on, you know? Yeah, I, I think I think you're right about that. And and I, I you know, a lot of people don't like to call him a genius, but I, I do think he's a genius in in, in a lot of ways. And um he's a, I think he's a master. And and Trump is this too, is a master at manipulating media, and mm -hmm. you know, and, and and I'm not trying to stick up for Trump because I am not a fan of fucking Donald Trump, <laughs> but I can recognize that he has a talent of working the media to his favor. I mean, he worked the media to his favor so much that he got elected president, right? Um, so like, I, I see the same thing in him. I'm not saying it's a good trait or bad trait. I'm just saying that he is he has this down. And this is trending, number one trending on Twitter right now. Wow. People are going to go and look at this. People are going to comment on it. And then, you know what? People are going to buy it. People are going to yeah. buy it. Just like they bought Donda 2 on a stupid little player. And, you know, like, people are going <laughs> to buy it. And, and he, he's going to get the results that he wants out of this. I think that's genius. That's, I mean, he's just what? a master manipulator. Um, I don't, but it's also, I, what I don't like about it, I feel like it's seeding division. And mm -hmm. th that's the thing that I'm looking at here. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's obvious that 
he knows what people might think when they see that. But as I said, I have no clue what his actual intentions are because I just find him so hard to understand, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And and to sit here and speculate what's going through his mind is moot, yeah, right? It's, it's all it's all speculation. Right, yeah, that's exactly. exactly. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, 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 I, 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 but I have this lingering and and weird obsession with with Kanye West that that uh, it might be on hell because I'm just gonna support whatever he does. Not even if I don't agree with everything that he does. I, I'm just like I'm supporting it. I don't care. I, t- I take it you're you're a Kanye West music. I love fan. I love Kanye West. Like he's like he's just a fantastic artist and um I, I don't mind most of the things that he's done. I'm not again I'm not a fan of Trump and when he went on MAGA at the time I was just like what the fuck is going on? But as I saw things progressing and saw his behavior and then recognized what he was doing. I was like, oh, he's just somebody who fucking wants to sell more stuff and make more money. And he's like, you know what would really get attention? Because <laughs> you wow. can't cancel his ass at this point. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. It's fucking Kanye. He's going to show up at your front porch. He's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't care. So, um, I... The, the biggest thing I respect, okay, I'm sorry that I'm gushing over Kanye. <laughs> I brought you on my show just to gush over Kanye West under such weird pretenses, but just, it, just go ahead, just get it out. Yeah, get I'm just going to get it out. And so we can continue our conversation and have a, a normal conversation about you and your music. Uh, oh, and by the way, if you see me looking over here, I keep looking at chat. That's right now. That's yeah, please it. feel free to interact as well if you see things that you see. We'll, yeah, we we can jump around. It's not, it, it, it's just, I don't know. Kanye West is. <laughs> He he just he's just an enigma, you know, and he's just wild, and he he is bipolar. In any case, African Beep, welcome. Yeah, thank you for thank being you. here. Um, and we have a question from the chat, which I'll get right to because why not? Um, <laughs> what, what, how do you feel about waxed legs? Morby wants to know how you feel about waxed legs. Am I being asked about this because you said something about your legs being waxed? Nope. Uh, <laughs> I, Morby is brought this it your, up. your fault, Mike, that this question is being asked? It is my fault that this question is being asked, but it is not my fault that Morby asked when it. Asked, how do I feel about them? I, I don't... I don't. I think it would be weird to say that I have feelings <laughs> about. Them. Well, I mean, you could be like, I hate waxing my, my legs my because it hurts. That or not. I don't know. I don't have any... You don't have any opinion my, on what? It's not my preferred. It's not gotcha. my preferred way. So. And you've done you it know. before, though. You've waxed. Kudos to you. Actually, no. You've never so waxed. Kudos to you. <laughs> oh, well, that was my first time, and uh, I will admit, I'll never do that shit again. Well, <laughs> yes. if they give me enough you subs, of course. Not courage now. <laughs> you know what, though? I'd rather I'd rather rip hair out of my legs and uh, yeah. my arms. It was that bad. Yes, it's horrible. It's terrible. Oh, wow. uh, I'd rather do that than eat those awful jelly beans. That you, have you seen people do that before, where they're eating those? Uh, it's like a game that they play. It's an actual game, and it's made from uh, the people. I think they're jelly bellies, but it's like a game. Um, it's a game, and they have a jelly bean that tastes like um, like ice cream. And then they make one that looks exactly the same, that's like white or something and, and has little blue specks in it that tastes like dishwater or vomit or boogers. Do you know what boogers. that reminds me of? Isn't that like 
Aren't those like the Harry Potter j- jelly beans? Remember when they used to make oh, those? I don't know. Bean boozled. Do. do they make it, them? They might. Yeah, it was, it was the same thing. You get them in the little box and Nader's is eating them right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh oh yes oh i can always be bought robbie that is true i am a i am a i am a slut you can buy me i am a prostitute i am a prostitute oh my gosh. and you can whore me out um I'm you, see, so- you speak so highly of yourself there <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it, it's true in in one sense as a musician, okay, I, I will say, calm down, Brendan. It's okay. We're we're still here. Uh, <laughs> we're as a musician, you kind of are pimped out sometimes. Um, you know, especially at the beginning of your career, you can get really pimped out very easily because uh, you don't know what's going on. Um, so yeah, and 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 when I was playing out regular regularly, I don't know why that's hard for me to say. We speak English good. Uh, we, when I was playing out a lot uh, around town here and in San Diego, um, you know, I, I would call myself a musical prostitute because if you're playing, if you're paying, I'm playing. It's like, you got the money. I, I don't care what kind of music it is. Let's go. You know, because that's how I made my money. So it wasn't a bad, but it is a hustle. It is a, you know, you do got to put yourself out there. You do got to, you know, uh. Walk I don't mean the- to turn turn the interview on you, but I do have a question for you now that you're saying that. <laughs> sure, let's go. I, but yeah, so far it doesn't feel like an interview. It feels like I'm just like yelling things <laughs> fastly, like really fast at you. Like I'm just like bruh, bruh, bruh. I'm gonna back it off a little bit because I know my energy could just be awful and just towering. So like, <laughs> let's fine. just take a couple breaths and go ahead, please <laughs> ask your question. But yeah, I was gonna say, doing music like that though. I know it paid bills, but how did it make you feel about actual music then? Because that didn't sound like you were getting to play exactly what you wanted to play. Um, I did, actually. Uh, I I was a part of, um, I was like, I think at one time, like seven or eight bands, like in San Diego. Wow. Um, so a few of those, a couple of those bands I actually really liked playing with. So for me, it was just... When I when I got to play like with me and my wife, we play together and and oh, we play music that we write, uh, and then I'd play like with a, a reggae band and stuff, and I really had fun doing all that stuff. Um, but but then you know there'd be other gigs where it's like you know it's just entertaining uh, uh, travelers or what do you call them um, tourists because San Diego mm-hmm. is like a a touristy place. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of places to play just to entertain tours, playing top 40 or whatever. So yeah. um, for me personally, I love that because okay. it's better than sitting in a cubicle because that's prison for mm-hmm. me. So, oh my God, Morgana, you resubscribe. <laughs> Holy shit, eight months. Morgana, thank you so much mm-hmm. for resubscribing. I'm sorry I missed that, my friend. Uh, thank you so much. Mwah. Kisses, kisses. Uh, nope, she is safe from the butt slut. Okay, <laughs> you guys are talking. <laughs> we're they're talking about us being butt slugs, butt sluts. Uh, anyways, I would love <laughs> to know. And we're just gonna brush right over butt sluts and move forward. Uh, I want to no know how did you get started in music? Like where where did they where did that come from? Mm, well, music was always a common thing in my family. Like I grew up, all my siblings can sing and my mom can sing. Um, 
we all just grew up singing, doing harmony, just being silly, dancing around the house. It was a very musical house. Mm. Um, so that's always been the norm. In terms of wanting to do it professionally, that's that's very recent. Mm. It was a, a you know a childhood dream that was just like, oh, one day I'm gonna be like a pop star, you know, and that I grew out of. But uh, more recently, it just music just kind of came back to me without me asking it to. And it kind of is going back to what you were saying about a cubicle feeling like a prison. Mm. I I left my office job mm. and literally the, the day after music started pouring out of me, almost like the office job had been in the way oh, yeah. of music. Mm. So uh, that was just back in 2020. So it hasn't been long. So mm. yeah, it's kind of like. What was, was so like yeah, in the like the pandemic sort of did that sort of spawn these ideas and reunited well, these flames? That was uh, I think that was like two to three months before oh. the pandemic. So I oh, I nice. kind of was almost like I say I was in quarantine before everybody else got in with me because you know, <laughs> I was just at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like this is what I'm doing now. Yeah. So wait a yeah. second. So music started pouring out of you. And you said this is a few months before the pandemic. Yeah. And so you quit your job and was like, I'm just going to write music now? Or like, how did that work? It, well, I'm married, so I wasn't broke. <laughs> you know, I was I still, you know, yeah. I was good. I saved up. I was yeah. all right, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, I just wasn't happy at the job. So that was actually a whole separate thing. I didn't. Mm leave that job to create music i, I left it thinking okay let's see what else we can do mm. and then like the very next morning after my last day i started hearing like song lyrics and melodies and i got on the piano and just started writing song after song and was trying to push it away i was like i was like okay this is off point i'm trying to apply for jobs right now okay so <laughs> it was like it was very right it literally music interrupted my life <laughs> that's why i'm here <laughs> So. It interrupted your life. That mm -hmm. that's funny. That's that's amazing too. I, I absolutely love that. And it, it was enough to where you were feeling like you should be pursuing music over even applying for jobs and stuff because uh, there was some sort of pull. Um, it's those pulls that you gotta you gotta listen to that man. Like it took me a really long time to to listen to those feelings. Where it's just like there's something happening right now, and I need to go capture it, or else it's gonna be gone yeah. forever. Mm -hmm. um, you you uh, you you write original music, and and mm -hmm. on your stream you do mostly originals, correct? Yes. Yeah. What what was your decision to to do uh, just originals or mostly originals? Oh, well, I it's never been the norm for me to sing covers. Like not that I've been just been singing my song in my in the house. I'm always yeah. like I don't I don't know. I have a strange relationship with music in general. So <laughs> I have periods where I don't really listen to music, then I have mm. periods where I listen to a lot of it and that it goes back and forth. So I'm always like singing random covers and stuff, but I've never been one who's like, I wanna perform a cover. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So when all the originals came to me and then I decided to get on Twitch at first when I was looking around because there, you know, a lot of people do covers and they do like maybe a few of their originals. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I'm not I don't have any covers that I enjoy performing like there are a lot I enjoy listening to. But I was like, I've been singing my own songs in the house a lot. So maybe go with that, I guess, and see how it goes. So, yeah, that's how my, my song list is kind of the opposite where I have mostly originals and I have like 
I'm building my cover list now. <laughs> so. I, I like that, though. I, I really do like that. And, and that you just sort of, you know, you're only really interested in playing what you create. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you're, you're, you're building a community around that, which is great because yeah it, it, it's it's cool when you know you, you see these music streamers they're here on twitch and they're you know they're playing covers and um they they build up this big following you know and and they they, they got a great stream going on a really active chat or whatever but um it's just so strange to me when you see these really really popular streamers who have like zero originals mm-hmm. no music out online which you know i'm not that's not a deal breaker for me, but like it, it, it's just interesting to see that kind of musician and, and they're pouring all this energy into other people's music. Mm. I guess that's the bigger point here is that they're pouring all this energy, building up their repertoire, building up this repertoire of other people's music just to, you know, for what, for, for to entertain people to come see them play other people's music. I, I, I like mm. that and I think it's cool and, and you can do that, but I don't understand why you wouldn't want to like do more originals and and try to like because you want to use this platform to propel you into other things as well because Mm -hmm. twitch is uh really good for uh directing people to different places and and different platforms and uh it's really it's really good like a great example is Raina, my wife who had like zero plays on her spotify and then after sorry did you say right is that Raina mystique yes Raina Mystique is your wife? It is. She. It is. Oh my god! I'm sorry, baby. What? <laughs> she is my I wife. D- I know her. <laughs> yeah, I've been on her page before. I can't believe this. because oh, yeah. you you were just like Raina. I was like, oh, I saw Raina Mystique. She's his mod. That couldn't be the same person, right? <laughs> <laughs> it I is. did not know that. It is That's the very same cool. Person. Uh, Hi, yeah. Raina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's uh, everyone's musical goals and journeys are different. Not everyone wants to do original, and, and I understand that. But I'm just saying that, like, it's it's interesting to me that people want to use. They'll build a big platform on this on this, you know, on, on Twitch, and then all of a sudden, you know, or just not be interested in doing anything else. And it's just weird to me because I don't know. I, I'm a writer, so but it's nothing right or wrong about that. You know what I mean? It's just interesting to me because I'm that person. But I wonder, I wonder though, like, let me know if I'm cutting you off here. No, please <laughs> cut me like... off. Please cut me <laughs> off. No one wants, they hear me talk all the time. We want to hear you. But I do wonder, like, because I feel like, okay, well, one thing with that, because at first I was, I was thinking the same thing, because I, I do go into um, a lot of music streamers' streams looking for, looking at their list and looking for an original song because mm-hmm. I feel like, a lot of times an original song does show showcase your own personal style a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, and I do know there are a lot of people, as you said, who don't have originals and not every singer is a writer. And that's something I had to think about. If you think of Whitney Houston, right. one of the best singers in the world, she didn't write her songs and she didn't care to, Right. you know? So it may be a case. I feel like in that sense, there's still that opportunity that, you know, some record company, somebody could hear you. Yeah. And go that voice could go with this person's right. songs, you know. So there's still, I feel like, yeah, there still is that opportunity. I am, I'm coming from a completely different place because I'm very much like, I want to be in the whole creative process. But that's just my, my personality, my style. There's some people who I understand don't, they don't really care to. They just want to sing, you know. So which I I get and I respect, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, and 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 again, I'm not trying to disparage anybody who makes that yeah, decision. I, um, it, it's a, it's a. a it, some people just want to hang out in their room and play on the internet, play other people's song on the internet, and that's totally cool. I, I, mm-hmm. I think that's amazing, you know. Like, and it's what's really cool about Twitch too. In that vein, is that. You have a lot of people like yourself who are like, man, I've wanted to do music my whole life. And then I had this opportunity and I found Twitch and like, you know, they're, yeah, I don't have to, all I have to do is turn on my computer, turn on the lights and start playing. And, you know, like I don't have to go out and it's very nice for people who want to just play, be bedroom players, but also want to yeah. share their talent with the world um, because, because yeah. playing in the real world is like, I mean, going out to bars and you know, lugging your equipment around and ugh, it, it's kind of a drag, man. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's a, it's a drag. Have you ever done any like live gigging or anything like that? I, let me see for my own music. No, I missed the time because by the time I had songs, everybody was in quarantine. <laughs> so I actually got to do one performance. It was at the beginning of March when quarantine was just now starting up for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was probably one of the last, the last like group things I was in before quarantine, you know, got serious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it was me and my sister at a cafe here. Um, and it was a cafe where she had, she had performed, my younger sister, she had performed a, a couple of times before. So we did like a joint performance and I was glad to have her there. Cause I realized like singing a cover or singing like in church. So it's like still music written by somebody else, you know, that's for me, that, that was so much easier than actually singing my own songs mm. in front of people. Cause I, I have, I didn't realize I've just recently learned that my music is very vulnerable, you mm. know? So it's, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, but I haven't gotten to do it as much as I would like or perform my own songs face to face with people, but I would love to, because mm. now that I'm comfortable with how vulnerable it is, I would love to actually look at faces and see like, is everybody else feeling this? You know? Yeah, no, it, it is nice. And, and, you know, it is awesome to see people like throwing emotes and the nice things that they say. But there mm-hmm. is that there is no matter how you put it, there is a block between us and them. Yeah. Whereas when you're out in the real, you know, in in a bar or a cafe or wherever you're playing in mm-hmm. in a club playing somewhere. You are face to face. You're looking at them. You're seeing the responses. You could feel yeah, the energy. You could feel it. Yeah. yeah. And, and you could feel the energy through the chat too, because I've definitely been in some hot chats where things are going wild and like everybody's having fun. And mm-hmm. like you get it. It's just not the exact same at all. It, it's just, I mean, it is, but it isn't. So it's mm-hmm. just a, it's just, I feel like it's a little bit of just a sterilized version of it, which, yeah. still love it it's just it's different and and um yeah in any case yeah to seeing people in real time reacting is is very actually informative for the artist because you want to mm-hmm. see how your music affects people and yeah that and, is the closest thing i've had to that was um i was the uh music leader at the youth in the youth section of my my church mm. and that was <laughs> That was a tough crowd because <laughs> it's like, you know, the adults are like, yeah, let's come in. Let's have, you know, yeah. we're here for God and everything. But the kids are like, oh, our parents dragged us in here. <laughs> so it was really like, it was really, uh, what's it called? It was really good, good experience for me to get more confident being on a stage. Yeah. You know, so um, that was something, that was a place where I learned 
how to read the energy of a crowd. Yeah. And basically how to be able to say, okay, are people bored? Like, and just doing, learning how to do stuff on the fly, wing it, you know, let the music play. Everybody stop singing. I'm going to talk to the crowd a little. I'm going to mm. get them involved. Like, it's it's kind of interesting, but it was kind of like a, a little bit of a training crowd, a, yeah. a training ground for it, you know? Yeah. So, but oh, yeah, yeah, that was the closest I've had to it. And I do, I do miss that. I'd love to be able to do that with my own music because i have mm. like i have songs where i could get people more involved but it's like you know it's it's not quite the same atmosphere when i'm sitting in my living room i'm i'm technically by myself right technically right. you know right but it's like i gotta really you know get into the chat and that took some getting used to it's like the the emote claps someone <laughs> once asked me they were like oh that uh how did you, because I did something else on Twitch. I did like a, a singer-songwriter showcase and the other singer-songwriters would clap. They'd unmute and clap. And someone asked me, "How did that feel weird having them clap? I said, that feels normal. <laughs> like being able to hear yeah, yeah. the sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the church, was it a, uh, what type of music was it like worship and praise was it gospel was it what, what were you yeah it was it was a mix of different mm -hmm. kinds we had some gospel we had some like contemporary christian we had mm -hmm. like because we were working with the youth we got to do a lot more uh i mean well we did that in the adult church too but we got to do a lot more of the like like music you can dance to mm -hmm. you know music you can jump around to music right. you can you know so that was that was very cool yeah. To get to them. Heck yeah. No, I I um I had a really awesome experience. I, I played for a couple months with this Baptist church here in Toledo. Um oh, okay. I only stopped because I moved to California. And mm -hmm. it, like you said, it was it, for me it was boot camp. And for mm -hmm. me it was boot camp because it was learning a style of music that is like so complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like it's very intricate. And at any moment, it could be played in the key in a different key that you practice it in. Because oh my gosh. that's just how I it works. I've experienced the same thing. Because because you can't control what key the bishop is going to start hooping it, yeah. right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know. Oh my gosh. So you got to like figure it out. And like so, our MD <laughs> would, our, our music director would be like turn the organ way down and go. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> C sharp, C sharp. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had this like so, such similar experiences because I played. Um, I would play piano too, like as like kind of like a backup for like the because the church I was going to was like a bigger church, mm -hmm. so um, I'd play like backup. Like if one of the keyboardists wouldn't be able to to come in, so I'd have a situation of like, and it's it would be gospel music. Like specific, it always seemed like they were specifically doing some of the hardest songs <laughs> when I had to feel fill in, and gospel music playing the key instrumentals on gospel music are no joke. It so is. it's like I'm cramming some crazy stuff overnight, like yeah. Saturday night to do on Sunday, and I'm like, I played great on Sunday. Ask me what I played on Monday. I don't remember because I crammed it. <laughs> so. All in. It's all in. Yeah, it, it it's a it's a wild thing to try to like really wrap your head around. And I feel like it's it, it's it's probably harder for somebody like myself who's self-taught, who didn't come up in that environment, because 
when you come up in that environment, I mean, you've probably seen this, but you see like a four-year-old just slamming the drums like he, like like an old yeah. pro. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. you know, so it's just like, ah, man, like I really do feel like it's an it's such an awesome place for musicians, the church, and, and I'm talking specifically now, yeah. like like the Baptist church, or you know, where where gospel is being played and stuff, and, and you have these complicated chord structures. Yep. Um, it's it's music. It's not just like R and B and gospel. It, it, it's 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 rock. It's mm-hmm. it's you know it, it's it's it can be operatic at times. It can yeah. be you know it can jazz. It's it, it's all these different genres sort of stacked on top of each other, and so you get like such a great feel and an overall um, uh, good player out of it. Mm-hmm. But then I also notice, like anything else, that could be sort of a trap where you'll have uh, players that come out of the church who might not know how to read music or don't know much about yeah. theory, have great ears, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. the best ears you could find uh, yeah. because, you know, obviously they got to find keys every Sunday. <laughs> uh, so, uh, 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 but but then also like you'll, uh, like I've seen this happen a few times where you'll have like um, like maybe a church keyboardist. And they'll try to sit in with like a, a rock band, and you have all these like extension chords, you know, just to just to play. It, it, it's just four chords, bro. <laughs> you know? We just need you know E A G C. Let's go. You know, it's nothing. You know, and there's no extensions. It's just rock music. You know, <laughs> yes. and so it, it can't. So used to it. Yeah, yeah. Which, which you know, you gotta love. But it, <laughs> I, I feel like. It's such a, it's almost an unfair advantage mm-hmm. <laughs> that musicians who come up in the church get. It's just, it is fair, obviously, but it's just when I, I came up I in, you. I came up in Catholic church, you know, so it's, uh, it's, you know, stupid joke, but it, it's still, it's, it's not very exciting. And um, I don't know. I, I really, I really dug those times being a part of that that church and really learning how to how to you know jam out with with those cats yeah. man cuz man they're so good they're still good they're still yeah. just yeah. killers they're just still killers especially um, like a lot of the improv stuff too cuz that's man cuz that's that's an area that used to frighten me the yeah. idea of oh just improv just play whatever i'm like please don't do the thing where you say Okay, now the basses. Okay, now the ju- now the because you're gonna say now the keys and there's gonna be nobody sitting in the chair. So. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. <laughs> oh yeah, they would do that to me. So much. oh man, <laughs> but but I would always I would always get made fun of a little bit. You know, I'll just get a little bit of uh, razzing from from like when we go ch- visit other churches and stuff. And then I'd play, and then I and I'd get the head nod, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Watch out. Uh, but, but I mean, it's such a great way to uh, to learn, and and I mean, it, it's it's difficult, but it's it's I think it's pre- it's like learning how to swim by just being thrown into the pool. Yeah. Right? Yes. Go ahead. Now survive. Uh, yes, it is. When did you start playing piano? When did I start playing piano? Mm, always. I wanted to be classically trained as a child and just didn't get that opportunity. So I think when I was 16, I just, well, we always had a keyboard. So mm-hmm. like everybody would just, you know, you go and play happy birthday on the on the keyboard, that sort of thing. So I could always do that and just 
by ear fine little stuff and you know you think you're just doing what you know this is what everybody does that right but right. really that's the beginning of ear training you know and you think about it so yeah absolutely i guess i just started to do that a little more for a lot of songs and probably when i was 16 i think is when i started getting more serious it was from church again it was our it was church in nigeria so Ooh. i can't remember exactly when it started but they needed a keyboard player because there was like a new youth group. So they didn't have like musicians and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, so they asked me to play. So I was pretty much just by ear figuring out things little by little. So probably, yeah, that's when it's, I got serious or a little more serious about trying to play. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. in high school, you're like, I'm this. Yeah, just a, a tiny bit. It was just mm -hmm. something I. How was I your? Did, hi, did you like high school? Were you? Were you, did you enjoy going to high school? Was yeah, did, yeah, I did. Oh, and that I just remembered. Somebody who was it? Somebody asked me in the chat, "What part of the world am I?" Oh yeah, oh yeah. I thought you Robbie asked me where did. I was from. Okay. Yeah, he's like, "What I'm, did he miss okay. it?" No, no. Yo, yeah, I'm in Alabama, by the way. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, high because I was gonna say I'm from originally from Nigeria, but yeah. Um, wow, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> wait, a, wait, a, when did you come to the states? Then I'm gosh, I moved here. How many years is it now? It's over a decade now. Oh, my wow. mom. Yeah, my mom is from here, and my dad is from from Nigeria. So he went to school in America, and that's how they met in university. And uh, then we moved back. Then they moved back to. Nigeria. So I spent my whole childhood there. And wow. kind of like at the end of my very end of my childhood, we moved back here. What? My one by one, kind of my all my siblings moved to and came back to to America. <laughs> wow. That that's mm -hmm. wild. So you remember all of that then. The, you, yeah. You all the memories. Yeah. What what was it like growing up in Nigeria? Like I'm I'm curious. <laughs> I, I I know very yeah. little about Nigeria. No, it was it was interesting. Um, I'm just now realizing as an adult what it means to have lived in a third world country. Yeah. There are just some some things that weren't right that I lived with. They were just my norm, and I didn't think about it. Like mm. um, like government was constantly unstable you know like it was like oh they had a coup oh now we have a new president oh who's up what's his name you know like that's just oh, wow. the norm <laughs> wow. you know so you don't know what the country's gonna be like from day to day you wow. know and you, but that's just you just somehow are all right with that um, did do you think that that sowed some kind of unnerving throughout the throughout the culture in the city that you grew up or in the country like do you, you mean like do you think there was like do you think that that causes some kind of anxiety within people where there's just unstable governments or do you think that the government was so like beyond the situation people are in that it mm. didn't even matter to them because I'm hungry now or I still have to go to work I still have mm. to you know go do this I still have to pay somebody to do something you know like I that don't know That is a very good question because it actually both mm. the the former though people don't notice because nah. the culture is so everybody's so hard everybody's so exactly what you said um i still have to go to work why am i so yeah. what that happened over there right. you know it's like it's gonna end up affecting me yeah whatever but i still have to keep 
you know, feeding my children. Yes. I still have to, yeah. <laughs> I still have to go to school. I still have to, for a lot of, a lot of people too, is that I still have to keep working so I can move out of this country. So I can't be paying attention to whatever oh. problem the government has right now. But at the same time, I do believe there is a sense of um, just all of us growing up with certain traumas that we don't realize mm. are traumas because we're so, Hey, everybody's so used to it, you know? So yeah, that's, there are probably a lot of people with anxiety and don't know what it is because right. I feel like that was something that happened to me. It happened to a lot of people I know hmm. who it's like you leave the country and you're like, wait a minute, we weren't okay, guys. <laughs> but, <you know? laughs> None of that was okay. <laughs> None of it was okay. Like I still, because my husband is American, so like full American, so we still have conversations not as much now because I'm more aware of myself, but we had we've had a lot of conversations where I'll tell him, oh, yeah, I saw this happen on the street, you know, and yeah. he'd be like, and where were the police? I'm like, oh, well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> like, you know? And where and were the like, authorities? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like that, that's not OK. You do realize that that's are you OK? Like, that's not right, okay. right, right. You know, so yeah, it was it was a strange life. Like it felt so normal. I don't think I thought about whether or not I was safe. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's a third world country, so you're kind of not. You know, like right. in many ways, to have such an unstable government is it's a very scary thing. But as a child, I just I just didn't think anything of it because yeah. that's just always how it was. You know. Yeah, it's like when you're a kid, just think this is just how things are, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like uh, I grew up, I, I grew up, you know, relatively poor, you know, mm -hmm. for American standards, I guess. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I didn't think that until, mm -hmm. it, it, until it was said to me. It's like, we're poor. And it's like, oh, and we've never, <laughs> yeah. we've never been like poor or broke. And like our Christmases were always nice. And, you know, like we, I was very fortunate to have a parents who both worked their asses off and made sure that we were taking care of. But we did not have a lot of money. And um, mm -hmm. so, you know, you don't really notice these things when you're growing up. And, you know, I can't even imagine, you know, your perspective on life <laughs> coming up in, in a third world country because – you know that's not my experience, but it 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 is a uh, it is something that is pretty universal where kids just sort of go with the flow. It, it, yeah. It's a war torn nation, and they're still out playing in the playing, mud puddle, yeah. you know, like and yeah. and you know, still crying because they stubbed their toe or something, and and mm. it, it, they're just kids, and and you know, horrors around them at all times, but. That's just how. That's just. That's just Tuesday yeah. morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, no, it, it's wild. Uh, when I used to live in San Diego, we used to go down to uh, to Tijuana, and uh, we go. Well, we were going down to buy drugs, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we'd also you know stay for the entertainment. Uh, but it was always such a sad uh, scenario because. You know, you go down there and you're literally just over the border, 15 minutes away from my house where I live. There's just like object poverty everywhere and there's shanty towns. And we would go and like, and my friends had made friends with people down there. So we would go down there and we'd be in the neighborhoods and it would just be like, wow. you know, it, it's shanty neighborhoods. And it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, houses built on dirt. And I mean, everybody's houses are built on dirt, I guess, but I'm saying like <laughs> dirt floors yeah, and, you know, a, a hodgepodge of different doors and roof systems and metals. Mm -hmm. And like, here's a hood of a car is like the, 
you know, sealing up this window now. Wow. So it's like, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, that shit's real, man. And But you still yeah. see kids out playing soccer and, and cheek light, cheek light, cheek light. No, <laughs> don't want no fucking cheek light. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but it's still, it's, uh, yeah, man. That, I don't think most people in America understand what that is. Mm. Did you did you have a hard time assimilating with our culture once you got here in American culture? Hmm. I don't, let me see. It's a hard question because I feel like I've been around so many different mixes of culture. Hmm. Mm, let me see. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't think you'd mind me taking it here, but no. I guess one of the strangest things, because when I got here, the, uh, what's it called? My, um, I can't think of the, what the words, my transcripts or whatever from high school. Yes. They, they were having trouble, like, transferring them here for some reason. Oh, yeah. Just sometimes in Nigeria, just things don't, you know, go well. <laughs> so I have trouble with that. So I had yeah. to take, I had to do... um the GED again. I take the GED again here mm. just to replace that. So, wow. um, I went to a place to take them, and because I'm in the South, right? Yeah. So, um, there were like a bunch of like white kids over here. There were a bunch of Asian kids over here, and then there was like maybe two other uh, black people, two other girls. Mm. And I went into, I remember I went into to sit at the desk because everybody was taking the test. They were sitting down and I saw a mirror somewhere. And when the, I saw myself in the mirror, I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm black. <laughs> and it's just you, you don't think about that yeah. when you grow up in a country where everybody's black. Right. You know, <laughs> everybody's yeah. black. And then the. um like when any foreigner would come, everybody was just like excited, like, OK, who's this person? What country? They? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like. The concept of segregation, racism, all of that, that's something that actually is new to me. Wow. So that was something that when people were like, oh, yeah, I've had these kinds of experiences. I was like, really? Like, <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah. that was the part. Yeah. The actual, like, culture, like, I guess there was, like, your basic culture shock of getting used to, like, um, there were there were good good culture shock things like oh my gosh when I dial nine one one someone's gonna answer you know <laughs> good things like that but the electricity is stable yay oh that's a big one actually <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry I wasn't trying to, no it's it a, that something. is a good example yeah. because like the lights would cut out and it's like you know for like a few moments and I'm just like I look around like wait a minute. That's not supposed to happen in this country, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, like if there's a storm going on and the lights go off, it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I have done my time with this. Yeah. We are not bringing this to, <laughs> to my experiences here, you know? So. I left but, those yeah. days behind me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that that did occur to me too because, you know, I've heard, I've heard other people who come to this country from other countries, you know, who you know, or black and brown people who come here and and you know, it was like it was never an issue for me, and they don't harbor the same kind of um, animosity towards you know society and culture and white people. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just when it, you come, it's just not that. It's just not like that there because you, obviously you're everyone's black and yeah. and it's very interesting too how. Like, cause my, my wife's brother, 
he's uh he's trying to get to Africa. He's trying to oh. get there. So like and because he had, you know, the American experience where he had, you know, gang member, prison, um, prison system, like experiencing the prison system and then coming out of it, it just to, it, and, um, you know, finding Islam and this this whole experience for him. Um, it, he's just like, I, I just need to get out of here and I need to go somewhere where I see more people like me because like this is not working for me. Um, and so he's actually moving here to Ohio from San Diego. And it's interesting to see when the family comes out here, it's like there, there's a lot more people of color here uh, around, um, just mm. out in the open. <laughs> unlike, yeah. San, cool. unlike San Diego, where they keep them off into the distance. You know what I mean? Wow. San Diego is a very segregated city, even though it's mm. very much... Uh, you know, it's a very much a big melting pot, but it is very segregated in, in how wow. it's structured, which you'll find in most cities here in America. But um, the, you know, like them coming here even and seeing just black people everywhere, you know, doing, you know, just out and about yeah. and stuff. It, 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 it was something that they didn't expect and they hadn't seen before. And wow. And to my sister's brother, you know, that's, you know, that's one step closer to Africa in his eyes, you know, cause it's, you can come here, wow. be around more black people, uh, save money cause it's cheaper here. And, and mm -hmm. then take it in as a stepping stone to Africa. And it's just, it, you know, it, it, it's, wow. it's crazy. The experience that Americans have compared to other places, you know? So I don't and know. Really even in comparison to other Americans. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so have you then, have you in these 10 years or this decade that you've been here, have you been, involved in any of these sort of movements that's been happening here like like blm for example and all that stuff have have you taken notice i'm not saying you're out in the streets or anything and mm -hmm. if you were you know i'd love to know that too but have you taken on to that cause have you sort of do you do you see yourself taking that cause have you seen yourself in those shoes before i mean have you you know i mean like it, I, I don't know if i'm explaining myself right but no i think i understand what you're saying okay have you please so my lack of awareness of just the things that weren't going well with this country mm -hmm. <laughs> um, only more recently ended. Mm. You know, I was actually really shocked to find out that, uh, especially on the side of racism, that things were still as bad as they are. Mm. Because I'm one, maybe it's the way I'm raised, you know, but I just, it doesn't make sense to me to dislike somebody for technically it's no reason. It's the dumbest you know? It's so dumb. So, so I just, I've, I've just more recently become more aware mm -hmm. of how bad it is. So it's kind of interesting to be black and be learning about racism. Yeah. You know, so, cause I don't share a lot of the experiences, mm. um, a lot of friends or a lot of other people. I know share, you know, like people getting stopped by the police. I didn't know. Hmm. I didn't know about that. Yeah. You know, until more like these last few years, really. So I'm I'm very much one who I sit back and I listen and I learn and I I do ask questions and thankfully I'm around people who aren't 
offended by me asking questions because yeah. I sincerely don't know. I haven't been here. Yeah. Where I was, we had a whole different set of problems. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so it's not, you know, I'm not really, you know, with any movement in that sense mm. because I feel like I don't, I'm just trying to learn. Mm. You know, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to figure out what's going on, where all of this come from and where all this came from. It definitely shouldn't still be here. Yeah. That I know. But um, but yeah, so I'm I'm not out on the streets because I'm like I'm still learning why. Yeah. You know, I'm still learning, you know. So I don't mm. think it's difficult for me to see like, okay, we're treating each other wrong. <laughs> I yeah. don't think that's a hard thing to see for right. at least it isn't for me. Right. But yeah, I'm not like to your question, I'm not really with any movement for that, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. You answered that great. And, and sorry, my tongue is so clumsy, but uh, we, 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 uh, we, we got there. We got there. Is, <laughs> is there like a, is there like a, like, like in Mexico? Um, like, uh, I've spent some time in Mexico. My mom's from oh, there cool. and like we have property down there and stuff. So I've, as a kid, we spent some time down there. And, um, uh, but you know, one of the things that I did notice is like there's sort of this weird caste system where, the darker you are in Mexico, the more that you're almost <laughs> the lighter. There's like this dynamic playing out too in in Mexico where there's the lighters feel like they're better than the darkers, and it's so stupid. Like it. <laughs> that's like, what that's what colorism is, right? Yeah, I, I think so. yes, yes, exactly, yes. You're like I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, which is which is you know actually, I mean it's kind of cool and beautiful in a way that you have never had to really experience that kind of thing in your life you know uh, although you've experienced other horrors you know yeah. <laughs> it's so, a different kind of yeah horror. different kind of horrors um but but you know um uh, i don't know was is there kind of like a caste system in africa like or nigeria like that where like the lighter skinned people or mm. i mean because I, I know you said everyone's black but I don't know if they would differentiate with lighter shades or not. So I'm, I'm, I was told that there was. Mm. So because I was really a teenager up until I think I was like 19 when I left. So wow. Um, I I was told I think later. I'm just speaking to my friends. My best friend, she's full Nigerian. I grew up with her. Mm. Um, so I've gotten to talk to her about stuff like this before. She even told me. Because, you know, I said this same comment to her of, uh, oh, yeah, that, uh, you know, we didn't have anything like racism. Everybody was black that, um, you know, and then if somebody white came, we were all like excited, like, oh, wow, who is this person? Where are they from? Yeah. And she explained to me, she said, well, it's almost like a reverse racism thing you can see there because it's like. She said people being trained to to see themselves as less than someone yeah. who is white or less. Yeah. So that force, I would say she was saying that for some Nigerians that that's where that came from. For me, it was, Hey, I love to travel. Hey, I want to hear about your country. You know, I'm yeah. already half, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm already literally African American, you know? Yeah. So yeah. for me, that's where it was coming from. So I just assumed because, you know, I was a kid, a teenager. I just assumed that's where we were all, you know, that's yeah. what, where it came from for everybody. But she explained that to me. Hmm. And uh, the thing about colorism, I feel like I did see that a little bit. Like, you know, when you're in high school, seeing like, the light skin girls or boys being more popular, mm. you know, but it's not really something I would say I noticed that much because like 
when I look through the list of popular kids, like there were some pretty dark <laughs> kids on that list too. Yeah. So. I mean, there has to be, right? Like, <laughs> it can't all I be would... light skinned mixed kids. <laughs> it's freaking Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I didn't, it was difficult for me to notice, but now being out of it and mm. also talking to other Nigerians, it was present there, you know? Mm. And I know, like, it's something I've become so aware of now mm. on when it comes to, um, entertainment, American entertainment. I because that's something else I didn't notice. I heard someone mention once, uh, what's her name? Chimamanda. I can't think of her last name, but she, this uh, writer, this um, African writer, and her mentioning how when she started writing, that it was difficult for her to create a, create a character that looked like herself because mm. she was so used to like a lot of the books she'd read. You'd have a, it would be a white male who'd be the main character. So it's like, it was almost difficult for her to create stories that were different wow. than what she'd seen. So that, that is something that I feel like is on my mind a lot these days, wanting to be a part of the entertainment industry, not just in terms of music, but I, I love writing. I'd love to one day work with movies, you know, stuff like that. So these are things my eyes are starting to pick up now, hmm. but I don't think if not for 2020, I don't, I think I would have been living in this oblivion. Wow. You know, because I've been, I've been blessed to be around, like, if someone's been being racist to me, I haven't quite noticed. I do notice, like, sometimes it's happened a couple of times with, like, older Caucasian couples, because my, my husband is white. Hmm. So where we get, like, they look at us out of the corner of our eyes, we go, like, to a restaurant or something, hmm. and I've, <laughs> my reaction is literally, oh, is that racism? Is that racism? <laughs> Did, did they did they do it? Did, did they do the racism to us? <laughs> just like so. If we get the racist, I don't know. And I, I do realize, like, because I don't want to make it sound like, oh my gosh, it's all jokes, you know. Yeah. It, no. I really know that I am blessed that I don't yeah, that it's difficult for me to even point out. Oh, yeah. that person looked at me funny because I'm black. Like, I am very blessed to have that experience, you know. Yeah. And I'm not naive enough to think. You know, especially I live in the South, which is probably why it's so amazing to me that I haven't experienced it much <laughs> personally yeah. or that I haven't noticed it rather. For sure. But um, I'm not naive enough to think, oh, it's never, ever going to happen, you know, so. Yeah. So. Yeah, which, which sucks, right? It's like one day it's going to happen and, and I'll be here dealing with it. <laughs> uh, it it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Uh, yeah. I, I just... I, yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't think that we're ever gonna get on one page at the world. You know what I mean? You know how everybody mm-hmm. kinda wants everybody to not be racist and not be massages, not be this, not be that. And and it's just like I don't I think there's just too many people in the world that it's never gonna be all one thing. But, you know, I, I think that uh a little at a time we could chip away, bring some shine some light on some darkness and yeah, you know, I agree. Eventually, we'll get to a point where the dummies is better. It's, yeah, we'll it's just better. well the dummies the dummies will just be the dummies. It's like yeah. we know who, who they are. They're just the dummies, and it's fine. Um, you know, it's if you if you harbor hate for somebody because of the skin color or because of their gender or whatever, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. Because they're lighter or darker, which yeah, yeah. blows my mind. Well, such. And, and it's interesting, too, because my wife is mixed and she tells me stories of being, you know, being made fun of because of her lightness. And then so like and then wow. when we would come back to Ohio, 
we would notice that black couples would look at us out the side of their eye. So wow. it's very, inter- yeah. you know, it's interesting wow. how all of the, and it only it's just. Like, darned if you do, darned if you don't. It just highlights that we're humans and all humans are just have the capacity of, of just, you know, of ignorance and, and mm-hmm. silliness. And it doesn't matter if you're black, white or Mexican, brown, whatever, yeah. purple. It's like we all have the capacity to be evil. We all have the capacity to be beautiful. We all have the cap- capacity to share love. And uh, just it's just some people just suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. how it goes. And I don't think we're going to get rid of sucky people. <laughs> I just think that we'll probably end up just shaming them into their into seclusion so they can go underground and organize underground so they can come back even stronger. No, that's wow. <laughs> you really thought that through. Well, that's 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 censorship. That that's what I see as in censorship, right? Like if we tell people you can't say that, and you can say this, as you know, eventually those people who feel like they can't say the things that they want to say are gonna go find a community that does say those things, and then they're gonna all say those things together, <laughs> and they're gonna build more numbers. It's it's like you gotta let these wow. people let it out. It's like a it's like letting air out of a valve, right? You get the pressure. We don't want it to explode, but we shh, just let them get it out. Let them go on 4chan and talk about their stupid shit so they have an outlet. So they don't, like, go and make, you know, an army of these assholes. Um, <laughs> anyways, that's strange. I don't know how we got all the way over here, but we're here. Uh, <laughs> You know, you were telling, you talking earlier about, you know, you're just sort of discovering that your music is vulnerable. What, what was that? What, what was the thing that sort of clued you in and was like, oh, this is vulnerable? And this is, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I should be sharing this much. A little apprehensive is what I picked up from you. I don't know if you're a little apprehensive of sharing your vulnerabilities, but, uh, you know, what, what was it that, what was that flag that stuck up and was like, oh, this is, you know. Well, um, I think it was in preparation of that one performance that I said I got to do right before quarantine. Um, my sister, um, Asinte, who actually streams too. Yeah. Um, Asinte um, and I were supposed to do this joint performance. So she had done it a couple of times, you know. She was like, hey, come over to my place and you can play through um the songs you're doing you know so which was a big deal for me because I think it had been a month and I'd made a bunch of songs and no one had ever heard them so I was like oh okay I'm playing them for someone for the first time okay that's nice because for goodness sake I'd love to share them Mm -hmm. so I started playing this song of mine called Room and for the first time I don't know she was sitting there listening to me like I'm in her living room you know there's a keyboard up and everything as I was singing it, I think it was the first time I listened to the words. Hmm. So as I was listening, because the song was talking about there finally being room for me to be me. And as I was listening to the lyrics, I just suddenly felt like I was going to like just start crying. And I just paused. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like I literally said, I was like, whoa. Like I was like, what, what, what's happening? And I was, but I was, it was just now clicking to me. And I think because of that. I started actually going back and listening to some of the, cause I normally just record on my phone, like ideas and stuff I get. So I went back on my phone. I was listening to some of the songs. I was reading some of the lyrics. I was like, Oh my gosh, is this how I feel? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was the strangest thing. Like the lyrics yeah. came out and I was just like, okay, yeah, I was so 
paying so much attention to the fact that it's like, one, I was fighting it. I was like, get out of my way. I'm looking for other office jobs right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. so busy doing that. And then when the songs would come out, I'd be like, okay, just quickly come out so I can go back to what I'm doing. So I wasn't really paying attention. Yes. If there's anything I noticed, it was like, man, this music's not bad. Oh, look, I'm playing piano again. This is kind of cool. Sounds nice. You know, but that was it. So when I started going back and listening to the lyrics, it was like, is this what I want to share with people? I'm talking about like my my heart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about, oh my gosh, like I felt trapped in life. Oh my gosh, I felt I was just now realizing my own feelings and I hadn't realized that leaving, I guess, leaving the job and immediately writing. I don't think it was just about, oh, it was time for music to come out. I think I just had a lot in me that Mm. was like, you need to throw all this up, really. So it, the music was like the vehicle to do that. So it was, it, it took a while to get comfortable with the idea that I was going to be sharing like the, depths of my heart with people if I played my music for them because my music only got more vulnerable after that wow it was like as I accepted it you opened the door came out and it was like <laughs> yeah. okay can we stop <laughs> <laughs> my god I love how you're talking about it like it's a separate entity that's out, uh, outside <laughs> of yourself like that, that this is someone else it that's sort of stepping like in uh, it's like your subconscious came out just to play and, and let you know what's going on. It's like, so I just want to let you know there's a lot going on in here. And maybe you should start addressing these, <laughs> these subjects. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, so why? I mean, you mentioned that you felt trapped. I mean, did you ever expound on that and, and understand why that you felt trapped? Yeah. Um, Besides like the job, I guess. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. Besides that, just growing up in Nigerian culture, it's funny to be saying this and to be looking at my name, African Beep, down there. It's like African. (laughs) Growing up in Nigerian culture, something about the culture is that it, you know, you may have heard Africans say this, but like you grow up with parents who are like, there are only certain jobs that are acceptable. You can't call art a job. It's better now. They actually do now. Thank God, you know? But, um, at first, it was like, you got to be a doctor. You got to be a lawyer. You got to mm. be an accountant. There was this very short list yes. of jobs. You know, a doctor was at the top. Mm. If you're a lawyer, hey, not bad. You, you know, right. doctor, oh, my God. You know, yeah. so I didn't fit into any of those boxes. And I spent mm. majority of my life trying to. Wow. And that wasn't the only box. There were all sorts of things. I just, I kept feeling crazy because I'm very creative, but I didn't have anything to do. I didn't have anywhere to put this creativity. It's like, oh, so what? I, I love, love to write um, songs or I can really sing or I, you know, I love fantasy and sci-fi and I'd love to write those kinds of scripts and books. Like, yeah. so it was like, so what? That doesn't fit into Alabama. That didn't that never fit into Nigeria. But now that I'm in, I'm in America, the home of the free, land of the brave, <laughs> it still doesn't fit. Yeah. You know, so... I realized I was living under a lot of people's expectations for me and even expectations I had created for myself based on their expectations that weren't really who I was or what I wanted to do. So that was how I was trapped. I think letting go of that job to kind of open my mind to to the thing that, you know, you, you tell kids. And I, I wasn't told this as a kid, but, you know, when you're 
you know, at least I saw it in movies where the parents would tell the kids, you can be anything you want, you know, yeah. <laughs> you can grow up and you can be an astronaut. You know, astronaut was it's a very good job and yet still wasn't on the list of jobs. I <laughs> so. It will not be an astronaut. <laughs> so. yeah. I, you know, I, I do get that. I, I do understand that because I, I feel like that's a very immigrant mental uh, immigrant mm. mentality. You know what I mean? Like, cause my mother had those same sort of expectations. She, although she was a little bit lighter, she, she married my dad. who was like this, this big, tall white American, huh. you know, buffoon who, you know, <laughs> whatever r.i.p dad but like he it was um you know like she's always been like you need to go to college you need to do you know like make sure you go to college all through my life and still to this day she's just like i wish you would just go to school and get your degree (laughs) and it's like man i already said what i'm doing i'm doing what i'm doing i'm doing what i like doing i'm not really interested in going back and trying to figure something new out but um, you know, I, I think that's that mentality of like, you know, building a better life for your f- kids and like they, your parents know that if we're going to a country like America, the doctor holds status and they, you're going to have a great yeah. life. You're going to be able to provide for your family, provide, you know, provide for your immediate and your extended family. And uh, do, do you send money home to like aunties and stuff? No, they're good. Mm. <laughs> no, I just know I, I don't want it to sound like, nah, they're good. I don't care about them. No, <laughs> I worry about them no more. I'm in America, baby. <laughs> no, no, no. They're really they're good for real. Like a majority of um, a lot of my family's here too. Oh, cool. So. Yeah, it's, it's that's always another thing too. It's like people who come over here are always sending money back. Like my aunt yeah. sent money back to the to Mexico until almost until she died. Like she was just working to just keeping keeping you know paying the bills down south. Man, it's just how it works. Yeah, you know, I mean it's like that for some yeah. members of my family too. So yeah, you're sending money back home. You you mm-hmm. take care of people. That's why you came here is to support your family. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, it's just that I think it's just that protective nature of, of being parents where it's just like, don't be an artist because you're sure to starve and die in the streets yeah. like a dog. <laughs> you know? I mean, then, you know, the funny thing is that I don't want to say they're not wrong, but I'm no, no. saying like, you know, I've been hearing lately just percentages of people who do make it. And even then the definition of make it is is so different yeah. for everybody. But doing something like music or doing something like let's say you want to be an actor like i just heard the numbers for like only what is it point zero something percent of actual actors in america are um celebrities yeah (laughs) you know that it's like a ridiculously tiny you know and the people who made it they can't always explain to you how stuff fell into place so there is that sense of even to get there you you aren't in control of everything mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. i think of being a doctor you really you go to school you study and you you know you it's like a, a road that's been paved and you can just go up that road <laughs> like yeah. it's it's yeah. there so i i do get i do get that now as an as an adult looking back at like my dad and my aunts and uncles saying like no you must become a doctor you must do that it was like yeah yes these like my uncle actually said that to me when i was younger he said why do you want to pave a new road? You just, their roads already paved. Just follow something someone else has already done. And like, it's so weird how it makes so much logical sense, right. you know? Yes. <laughs> but it's like, 
I want to be one of the people who, because the roads that are paved were paved by someone. And when right. they first paved it, it wasn't easy for them. Right. They were probably being called crazy. And now it's the norm, you know? So yeah, yeah. I am one who's more like, I, I like to be a paver. I, it's hard. <laughs> I it's wanna, hard. But I want to pave. I wanna, I wanna... <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I pave? <laughs> And just they're just people, right? They're, they're just yeah. people who went and paved their paths. Like I'm a person, I can pave. Oh, but there's a Nigerian saying that goes with what you just said. Oh, and the please. saying is, they say, um, like for example, let me use I don't know because I feel like someone did say this once, but um, let's say Beyonce. Like mm. what Beyonce is doing, they're like, oh, Beyonce is doing it. Does she have two heads? And it basically means like. Is she that different from you that she's this mm. magical creature, right? And you, you're you're not good enough because you're not a magical creature, right? So it is like this. Right. I want to do what they do. Do they have two heads? I can do it too, you know. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I love that. Do they have two heads? No, <laughs> you can do it too. Then let's go. That that that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I really do. Well, I know that you got to get going soon. So uh, 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 if you don't mind, and if you're up to it, what, do you mind playing us a tune on an original I song? Mind. I do not mind at all. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool. So I'm going to turn it over to uh, African Beep here, and uh, she's going to regale us with an original piece of music for everybody. And uh, just remember, guys, she's being vulnerable. So keep it friendly. No, no everyone. No pressure. No pressure. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm turning it over to African Beep. And uh, um, thank you. All right. I hope everybody can hear that. Oh, uh, yeah. So this song I'm going to do is actually, I wouldn't really call it one of my most vulnerable ones, even though, well, I guess it is too. Anyway, it's called Breathe. And I particularly like this song because it's a very practical song for me. I always tell people before I play it that um, if you'd like to join in with me and breathe while we're doing the song, this is this is your opportunity. This is uh, I created this song or I made this song because I didn't know it at the time. It kind of just came out. But then I realized that it was actually a way to combat anxiety for me. So it's been proven in my life. I've played it. I've sung it during times where I'm the most anxious and it's never failed to calm me down. So if you've had a rough day or, you know, just a long week, long month, long last few years, <laughs> some of us have had, then this, this song might help you. So you can go ahead and breathe with me. Just breathe Scaring off the things that haunt me Washing all the distress away 
Telling all the noise it can't stay Calming down my heart beat slowly Just breathe Calling all the peace Come my way Clouds that cover me Dissipate The hope I need Come find me drive anxiety far from me do 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 just breathe do do Just breathe. I picture the state of getting over. I'm gonna make it, make it over. Over the restless night, finally it's over. Calling all the peace of my day. Driving silently far from me. Just breathe Do 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 Just breathe Do 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 just breathe Just breathe Just breathe Just breathe Just breathe
Just breathe. Yes. Just breathe. Breathe. Just breathe. Just breathe. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much. That was wonderful. That was like, I think that's what we needed. Oh, thank you for those claps, mighty, mighty. Thank you so much. Oh, it's okay, Robbie. I wanted to know more about it. We can listen to beautiful music and talk. That's it's that's what going to a concert is almost sometimes. <laughs> Um, we got one last question for you before uh, you have to get out of here. Uh, is this song, uh, Just Breathe, is that going to be on an EP that's coming out soon? Ziggy wants to know. Actually, no, it is not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a, well, I guess that is something I could promote. I don't have a date yet, but I am working on getting my music out there yes. i'm creating a five um five song ep so um a couple of the songs people who are familiar with my channel might recognize mm. but um i do have three completely new ones no one's ever heard mm. um you're gonna hear me doing a little bit of production and stuff like that so right. yeah it just the feel of it wasn't a breathe kind of feel mm. <laughs> it's more like Maybe a dance kind of feel. Maybe uh, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I thought that was just beautiful. And uh, I love that you're working on music. I, I absolutely love what you uh, – I love your story. It's just so amazing, yeah. like, that you're just uh, – if you have time, one more. What, what brought you to Twitch? Were you a gamer? Were, like, did you know about Twitch? How did you end up here? Well, actually, my husband is a gamer on Twitch, and he's been on here for years. So ah. I knew of it mm. through him. I had no clue they did music on here. Yeah, That was just, how did I even find that out? He mentioned it, and I was like, music? I thought it was just gaming, yeah. you know? So he mentioned it. My other sister, Nimiwari, she was starting to get into it and was telling me that, you know, I really should do it. And I had kind of just been considering it over like the last year hmm. but just decided to try it because i actually <laughs> all the equipment i have i actually had done a fundraiser last year hmm. and i got this equipment through that fundraiser and i got it for the, with the purpose of trying to gig like trying to perform live hmm. but covid you know yeah. so <laughs> that was i was like well i've got this equipment let me try to do something with it you hmm. know so it ended up being the equipment i'm using yeah, well, for Twitch. So, well, that's good. I mean, it all worked out there. Meant to yeah. be here, Ziggy. Hey, by the way, Ziggy, hi and good morning. <laughs> I, I saw I saw you before you went to bed, and now I'm seeing you right when you wake up. <laughs> Welcome, hi, hi Samo. Uh, African Beep has wedding day bangers just tucked away in the cuts. Even though I'm against marriage at this time, <laughs> still want those butterflies. Oh, how dare you, Samo? <laughs> thank you for your for your input. 
input there. Um, I will let you go, African Beep. I, I know you got to get going here. Uh, I so appreciate you coming on here and, and sharing your truths with us. Um, uh, everybody, everybody, oh, please. Oh, I was just going to say, I've had a really great time. You are really good at asking questions. Like, I'm, oh, I don't you. just say that. I, I love watching interviews, so <laughs> I have comparisons. Okay. But you are... You really made me feel really comfortable and just you ask a lot of good questions to make me think and that makes it more fun for me. So I really had a great time. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you. That that was very that's very nice of you. And I also want to tell you that I went and told Reyna right after you told me how much you liked my email and how <laughs> thorough I was because I, I went up to Reyna. I was like, I've never been complimented like that. And she's like, oh, my little boy is growing up because... <laughs> You should have seen my email. I used to have her write my email sometimes because I was oh, such really? a, because I was just, I'm, I, we speak English good is, is a legitimate <laughs> representation of my understanding of the English language. So <laughs> that is, that is it. And so I, it used to be a mess. I, I've always had to consult with her because she is, well, she has corporate mentality. She, she's worked in corporate, so she knows how to communicate very well and stuff. But Structure emails and all that. Yes. Well, she's just much smarter and prettier than me. So <laughs> it's just, it's just it, it really worked out in my benefit to marry her. Um, I don't know what she's gotten out of the deal. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> but my goodness, I sure as hell hit the jackpot. Um, African Beep, is there any last words you'd like to, to, to share with us before you uh, bid us farewell? Oh, uh, well, I let me think. Well, I stream on Mondays. Well, today I'm going to be streaming in a couple hours. I'm going to be streaming at 6 p.m. Central. So stream on Mondays at 6 p.m. Central and Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 p.m. Central. So if anybody's interested in hearing some originals and a few covers, I'm slowly building my very random cover list. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, what, what drop some covers that you do. Uh, I just learned uh, "Water Runs Dry," "Boys to Men." I've got um, what is it? Always, always been you, Sean Mendez. Okay. It's so funny. I have a lot of guy covers. I because I, I could I sing kind of deep, and it's just kind of fun for me. So <laughs> yeah, very random songs. Robbie, Robbie is insisting that I use the new shout out thing. Is that the slash thing that I've been hearing about? It makes it quicker, you said? How does it make it quicker? Hold on. I'm going to do it just because I want to have fun, too. Oh, darn it. I'm going to type in chat while you're typing. <laughs> ah, unrecognized command because I suck. Yeah, I know. Okay, Robbie. I know. That's why I have mods. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> love the originals, though. Yes, love the originals, too. Um, okay. I'm going to let you go. We could do this all day, I'm sure, but you have things to do, and I appreciate you being here. And wow, that. oh, you're subbed. How did you sub? Did someone gift sub you? That's crazy. Wait, who, me? Yeah, you're subbed. I didn't even know oh, you were subbed. Oh, oh, thank you, whoever. <laughs> I, never did. <laughs> I don't know who subbed you, but uh, awesome. Oh, thank you. You now have Ric Flair. You can, uh, woo, you can woo yourself across the lands of Twitch. Um, African Ooh. Beep, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And, uh, uh, did you get to say your last goodbye? I don't know if you said your last word. Please yeah, share your yeah, last words well, with us. Just, um, thank you, everybody who was here and listened. And and thank you again, Mike. As I said, I really did have a good time. Awesome. I'm very happy. Oh, I think you did say something. Okay. I'm just forgetful. <laughs> 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 <laughs>